Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. The question of the day is, with what have you been entrusted? In yesterday's meditation, we talked about being given access. We've been given access and being prepared. Are we prepared? And today we come in the letter of Paul to the Ephesians to the question of entrustment. What is your God-given responsibility? What has he given you to care and protect? If we think about it for a moment, what is our greatest treasure or what do we love most? It's a way of getting access to that. Because we are given so many gifts, but often we do not take time to be with them. We don't spend time with them. We are not thankful for them. We don't honor and respect or protect them. Our marriages, our, our children, our health, our jobs. How often do we find ourselves hoping they could be different, better according to our own standards, rather than seeing them as the pure gifts that they are? Maybe it's out of greed or maybe it's out of laziness or maybe we have murmuring hearts, we grumble or we are ungrateful. Whatever the reason, whatever the source, sometimes we cannot answer the question what has been entrusted to us because we are so busy looking for more or for better. But God gives us his grace daily. Do we receive it? Do we open our hearts openly? Do we pay attention to the abundant flow of God's grace in our lives? When we do, we begin to become grateful. And when we openly receive God's grace, and we gladly accept becoming vehicles of that grace in our lives, everything changes. Look what Jesus tells us in today's gospel in Luke. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much. And still much more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. We are so busy asking for more, asking for better, that we do not stop to appreciate what we have been given. And Jesus tells us when we receive much, much will be asked of us. God will use our circumstances, yours and mine, to fashion us, to give us hearts that can feel as he feels in eyes that can see as he sees, to move beyond our emotions, to move with our emotions through to the place that God wants us to see. Let us dive deeper into Ephesians 3, our first reading for the day. Continue reading in the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians, today we are in chapter 3, and we hear you've heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. And this is Paul writing to that church. Sometimes the mission is very clear. Paul was given such a clear mission. Sometimes the mission is waiting. Jesus himself waits until the hour has come. I'm in that spot right now, waiting. Sometimes we're only given the next step. 
If you have been given a task too hard to bear, where do you find in scripture places to draw strength? Because Paul is writing as he is in prison many of these letters and he's been tortured and he's been thrown into dark places alone. I draw strength from this letter of the Ephesians. Let us draw strength from the Lord and from his mighty power. And I know that we do not carry the mission alone, that God's love is our true source of strength. But for that, we have to dwell in it. We have to be in it. We have to feel the presence of God in our day. God is faithful and will not let us be tried beyond our strength, says 1 Corinthians 10. With the trial, he will also provide a way out so that we may be able to bear it. Paul is inviting the Christians of the time. Many of them were Jews, many of them were Gentiles. And he's saying that the mystery of Christ is given to all. In what way this love and this grace that we've been entrusted is being shared with others that do not know Christ yet. In the middle of all the difficulties that are happening in our midst right now in our lives, let us share the good news with boldness of speech, says Paul, with the confidence of the access that we've been given through faith in Jesus. We do not speak of ourselves or because of ourselves, but because we have these news that are life-giving and everlasting, and we just can't hold it in. Let us take a look at the psalm for today. The psalm for today says you will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. God indeed is my savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord and he has been my savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation. Are in these words life-giving? If your mission in this season of life is too hard to bear, and you don't know how to take the next step, dwell in these words. Last year, around this time, my grandmother, that was about to turn 100, lived with us, and she almost died several times. I had to come to these readings to draw strength. The strength comes from the Lord, and He gives us the confidence to be unafraid. We draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation, and then we can sing of God giving us this strength because it is clear so many times that we cannot do things on our own and they can be small things or they can be big things sometimes we're exhausted we have a project we have a deadline we're writing we've been writing for hours today and many hours yesterday and we feel like we're at the end of the strength we have and we don't have clarity for what should be written draw from the springs of salvation draw water from the Lord Take deep breaths and say, Father, help me. You are my strength and my courage, and I draw from your strength. I know that you are faithful, and you will not let me be tried beyond strength. Use the words of the Lord, because they're alive, they're effective, they're powerful. They're God's words, and they are to be used. Let us then dive into the gospel for today. We are still reading in Luke 12 from the parable of the watchful servant 
where the master has gone to a wedding banquet and the servants are waiting for his return. And in today's reading, we see again that there is a delay. How do you act when there is a delay? Do you fuss? Do you worry? Do you attach yourself to the known with safety? Do you pace or do you prepare? What is the sense of being prepared? Is the sense of being ready, of being agile, of being unattached, of being alert to his voice that we can say, oh, he's coming and we can be at the door waiting to open. Jesus gives a parable that is short about the thief coming in the night. And in the houses in Palestine, the majority of them in the Middle Eastern region were made out of mud. If they were of a wealthy uh, person, they, they could be made out of stone. But many of them were simply made out of mud. And, it, and a thief would have dug a hole and come inside of the house without the family finding out. And then they would have left right by the same spot. The only way to find out or hear it would be if somebody was awake and waiting. So that sense of alertness and preparedness that Jesus is asking for our spiritual lives, that we do not become dull, that we do not allow this, this sense of indulgence or this sense of greed or, or the sense of busyness or lukewarmness to move us out of this place of listening for the Lord's voice. Peter says, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? I continue to say I love the apostles and their questions because I have so many of them. And the Lord replies, Who is faith, the faithful and prudent steward whom the master will put in charge? It's the same idea that we hear in Paul about stewards of God's grace, being steward of what God has granted us, of the gifts of our life. In this case, Jesus says, Put him in charge to distribute the food allowance at the proper time. The sense of time, of being prepared. Blessed is the servant whom the master on arrival finds doing so because he will be in charge of everything. But if when saying that master is delaying, someone starts acting in ways that are not honorable, respectful of the master and his property, then they will be punished. If they're ignorant, of what they're doing, they will be less punished, but much is asked, as we've said, of the person to whom much is entrusted. So let us pray. Lord, grant us gratefulness for the gifts that you entrust us, please. Purify our hearts that we do not self-indulge in ways that our voices are so much bigger than yours and we cannot hear your voice. Help us to serve you better. And make us a source of strength to one another through Christ Jesus. And in his name we pray. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under the inner room emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you.